This is the Handmade Brooklyn Podcast, episode number two. Let's go. Handmade Brooklyn Business Lifestyles Tips to Succeed HandmadeBrooklyn.com Hey guys, welcome to Handmade Brooklyn. I am Megan. I'm so glad to have you guys here with me, especially for this interview. Uh, this is going to be the first interview on the podcast, and I am so happy to have this person as my first guest. She has known me for, oh God, sorry, Jackie. She's known me for over a decade now. We met in college when we both were completely different people with completely different goals. So it's kind of funny to see how our lives have evolved uh, since then. And I'm going to let her talk a little bit more about that. But my guest today is Jackie Damp of JackieDampFitness.com. She is an incredibly passionate and driven person that started out in the corporate world as an accountant and actually ended up pursuing her passion, which is fitness, clean eating, and health coaching. And she is now building an empire for that. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. All right. We're here with Jackie Damp of JackieDampFitness.com, one of the amazing fitness gurus, one of the biggest fitness gurus in Pittsburgh. So Jackie, I really wanted to tell your story because you have made a reality of the dream that so many entrepreneurs have of having this corporate gig and branching out on your own and just making that your passion and earning a living from it. So I want to start at the beginning on how you started out, but I want to go a little bit further back. And can you tell everybody what you originally were going to go to college for? You mean like my the three degrees I was going to yeah. do before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit not sure what I was going to do. So I started off accepted to Pitt for software engineering and then AP physics happened. <laughs> and I was like, maybe not engineering. And then I switched to nursing. And within like a week of, this was even before I had made it to Pitt, realized I I don't like other people's blood and stuff, so. <laughs> I never heard, I never knew about the nursing um, part. That was a very brief time. <laughs> yeah, didn't last long. And I think it was my mom or somebody is like, really, nursing? That was for about a week. And then I called again. I'm like, okay, here's, just put me down for this and don't let me change it again. Ended up getting accepted for business and Spanish. That's one major. So, so. you ended up getting your uh, double degree, right? Yeah, I actually, halfway through college, had an internship at a real estate company in Erie, where I'm from, mm -hmm. and they had me working on an accounting project, and I was like, oh, I like accounting, and switched from a dual degree, which would have been one bachelor's degree, just, you know, with Spanish and business in general, mm -hmm. and I switched to a double major, which actually gave me a BSBA in accounting, and then I think it's a BA in Spanish, I don't know. I can't remember. Some sort of bachelor's in Spanish. <laughs> so I ended up with two degrees. So and also, a little all over the place, but it came together. And in addition to that, you were also president of your sorority. So you were quite the busy girl. Yeah, that was a kind of a random thing. Never thought I would join a sorority. Ended up joining like the anti-sorority sorority. <laughs> Somehow went from just meeting people to leading the whole sorority. So yeah, it was a good experience. 
I do think that was like a big turning point in my life was when I went from like thinking I was a not a follower in a bad way, mm-hmm. but like someone who just kind of was like behind the scenes to becoming more of a leader. And I think that that actually helped kind of boost my confidence and all that. So, yep. Cool. That's that makes total sense. So you got your degree and you actually got a really good job right out of school, I remember. And so when did you decide during your accounting career that you wanted to start this side business? I kind of fell into it. I it, honestly I wasn't unhappy being in my job with I I was doing accounting for a big bank and I wasn't necessarily unhappy with it and looking for something to do in its place. But after I graduated college, I think it was about a year after I graduated, I didn't feel good. I looked horrible and realized, wow, I kind of let myself go for five years in college and started working out and eating healthy and realized like, oh, I can do this, you know, working out thing because now I have a schedule. Mm -hmm. And just after a couple years of realizing, oh, this is, you know, I can live this healthy lifestyle, people started coming to me for advice. Oh, what workouts are you doing? Can you tell me how you're eating and things like that? I was like, oh, maybe I could, you know, help people on the side. Mm -hmm. And I actually started out with my business in network marketing. Do you, can I say the name of the company? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, um, a lot of you might've heard of Beachbody. They make the home workout programs like P90X and Mm -hmm. I don't know, Insanity, those big ones like that. And They're huge now. Yeah. And I, that's how, for me, you know, I would work out in my apartment, and I'm sure you remember that and all that fun stuff. So I remember, uh, I remember you trying to upset the neighbors underneath us because they were so loud and annoying. <laughs> in the middle of the day when they were trying to sleep, <laughs> to get back at them for being up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But since those programs worked for me. A lot of people had approached me and said, you know, we have this thing where you can become a beach body coach and basically, you know, it's it's network marketing. So you sign up as a coach, you can recruit other coaches and basically you're out there talking to people about the programs and it's basically like, hey, this worked for me, you know, you want to try it. Well I remember that you had begun that and I've seen a lot of people try to begin that, but you were incredibly successful with it. I remember you were sort of in the top tiers and you would go to these conferences and things like that. So what is it you think that you were doing that helped you succeed where so many people just kind of give up on that? Yeah, I in the beginning, I was very driven and motivated with it. Mm-hmm. I kind, The thing that was nice about network, network marketing, and I will tell you now, that was a good stepping stone for me. I don't really focus on that business very much, but I learned a lot from it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what kind of like catapulted me to where I am now. I'm still in the beginning stages of, you know, a lot of the fitness stuff that I'm doing. But what was nice about network marketing is, as you know, as an entrepreneur, personal development is like huge. And that was something that, you know, I've gotten my master's in business and all that stuff. They never taught you that. You just kind of, that was one of the things that they would recommend is, you know, reading personal development books. So I would look at what some of my weaknesses were. Like I, I'm a social person now, mm-hmm. but a little bit of an introvert. So I would read books on being able to talk to people and using social media. And they had a lot, a lot of training 
on using social media for your business and being as though, you know, I worked full time, was going to school part time, teaching a couple fitness classes part time. I didn't have time to like some of those network marketing companies, you know, you have to go to people's houses and I didn't have time for that. So I really had to focus on the social media. So I did a lot of training and researching between looking stuff up on my own, talking to people like you and other people who are really social media savvy. That was a big part of it. They had what they called a game plan, which was like 10 different things they recommended that you focused on. Mm-hmm. And honestly, most of them could be applied to any business. And I just kind of followed that and kind of set some hours for myself. And that's how I stayed successful with it in the beginning and stayed focused with it. And once I started getting more into that I was like okay so this health and fitness stuff is what I kind of was like meant to do with my life and that's how that's when I started to think maybe someday that's what I can do for my career mm-hmm. and I can get out of finance so that's kind of how it all started uh, you mentioned social media and that was actually something I wanted to ask you about because when you had begun this I remember that this was back when everybody had Facebook pages and there were really high engagements back then. You know, that's kind of gone now um, mm-hmm. with, unless you want to pay Facebook. But I remember that so many of us were just kind of, you know, posting updates about our business or our brand, but you had really taken it to the next level. And you were one of the ones that really took Facebook away to, as a way to brand yourself and also to really engage with your customers. Uh, I was just wondering if you could talk about your strategy for that. Yeah, so I'll tell you when I first started, one of the things that they taught us, well, you get really excited when you're like starting this new venture. And I know a lot of people who are starting into network marketing and all of a sudden your Facebook page from them is flooded with things like, try this product, try that product. And all of a sudden you're like, where'd your pictures of your kids go? Like, (laughs) what? what happened to your dog? And it's like, it's just, it engulfs them. Mm -hmm. And I did that at first. And then in some of the social media trainings that I had done, they really talked about you have to still be yourself on social media. So like 80% of the time, you're posting things that are going to interest your friends and show people who you really are. And then the other 20% of the time, maybe talk about your business, things like that. So what I got into the habit of doing with Facebook was still continuing to post stuff about myself because like... I'm totally random person. Uh, right now, I'm obsessed with my child and being, you know, I'm, I'm having another one. God help me soon <laughs> if this pregnancy ever ends. So I'm, you know, I would think about the type of people that I wanted to attract for, for my business. And attraction marketing was a big thing that worked for me, too. Rather than running after people and being like, hey, I have this great program. You have to try it. It was more like getting into niche marketing. So. Yeah. You know, I relate to women who are struggling to lose weight. Maybe they have some confidence issues. Most of them are moms. Some of them are working. So if you kind of stay yourself on social media and still share things about you personally, people get to know you. Mm-hmm. So then when they see something about, hey, I'm, I'm doing this eight-week clean eating class, 
you know, if you want to try it, let me know. They're like, oh, well, she, I always see her posting, like, really good recipes, and we have a lot in common. They're more likely to be interested in it versus someone who's just constantly, like, buy this product, buy that product. So that was a big turning point for me, too, was when I, when I learned how to still use social media for fun and not just for, you know, selling stuff. Yeah, totally. There's a book that made me think of. Um, it's called Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vanderchuk. And essentially, it's about the same thing you're saying. Your jabs are the value that you're giving your customer so that when you're ready to set up your right hook, which is your sales, they have more trust in you and they think more like, well, look at all of the things that this person has given me for free or they've let me into their life. So they're more willing to support the sales pitch, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good book. So uh, I definitely recommend picking that up. So That's exactly it. Like once I kind of realized that, I was like, oh, that makes, and it makes you not feel shady. Like right. when I first started, you know, I would just be like, hey, any chance you want to li- I'm sure I did it to you too. I mean, I did it to everyone. It's just, you get so excited about what you're doing that you go to people. And I remember one of the, um, the beach body summits that I went to, there was actually a speaker. If you've ever seen the movie Shrek, mm-hmm. I'm sure most people have, whether or not you have children, you can admit it mm-hmm. in the movie. The donkey is always like, Hey, Shrek in your face about everything. Right. And they said, donkey's just so excited, but he's like too much. And that's, you don't want to be the donkey. You don't want to be like in their face. So that's when I started kind of, you know, if I would reach out to somebody about doing one of my challenge groups or something, mm-hmm. I wouldn't just post it and then wait for people to come to me. I wouldn't just message people and be like, hey, try my challenge group. I would actually open up a conversation with them. And then, you know, if we started engaging, I'd be like, hey, I'm doing this. If it interests you, cool. If not, no big deal. Mm -hmm. And then another thing was actually, I'm not sure if it qualifies for every business, but making sure that you know the reason that they're interested in what you're offering because it might be, you might be like, we're not a good fit for each other. And that was another thing that that helped a lot too. What do you mean by that? You really have to know who your target market is. You know what I mean? So like if I would go to somebody and say like, hey, I'm offering this, like I did in eight week, I called it a flat belly group. And basically every week, we would go through a different topic. They would stay accountable to what they were eating and exercising and stuff. What I would do is really get to know their their reason for wanting to do it. And if it was a guy saying, like, I need to bulk up for a bodybuilding competition, sorry, that's not what this is for. So kind of getting to know your customers and make sure they line up with what you're trying to offer. That makes total so, sense. You can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. No. And that was another thing, too, was, like, trying to reach out to everybody. And you have to figure out, really, like, for my line of work, it's definitely, like, okay, people like me. And that's who I resonate with. And those are the types of people that I attract. And those are the people I feel comfortable working with. I think a lot of people think, like you said, you know, being everything to everyone, you will go crazy. Sure. um, If you try to do that, so... That's a big thing. When I sat down and really thought about what my target market was, it made a big difference. Did you sit down and think about that before you went full-time or after? A little bit before. 
Um, but I would say like in the last couple of years with branching out. So like, you know, I, I started off with mostly network marketing mm-hmm. and then I realized it would be nice. You know, I, what happened was I had my son in January of t- 2013 and I had to make a choice between going back to work full time and not having any time because between him and working full time, it would have been really difficult to keep up with the health and fitness stuff. Right. or staying home with him and putting more time into health and fitness. And that's what I ended up doing. Once I made that decision, I decided, okay, there were other things that I wanted to do besides just the network marketing. I wanted to do personal training. I wanted to teach more exercise classes. And I wanted to do nutrition certifications and things like that. And those were things I didn't have time for before. Mm-hmm. Not like when you're home with a newborn, you have a lot of time, just <laughs> so people know that. <laughs> But it gave me, you know, once once we got into a better routine, I was able to do that because I realized with network marketing, as wonderful as social media is, I miss that face-to-face interaction. So this past year I finished, last year I started personal training. This past March I finished a one-year health coaching certification and I'm already seeing clients and just finished a nutrition certification too, which allows me to give people more specific meal plans and things like that. So I've branched out a lot and that's kind of more where my focus is working one-on-one or in group coaching. And that the one year program that I did for health coaching, they're big on making sure you know your target market. So yeah, I thought about it a little bit before Mm -hmm. when I was doing network marketing, but now Network marketing gave me a lot of the tools that are helping me, especially with social media and making connections with people. And you still need to be able to network, as you know. That's the other thing, too, is not just your target market, but, like, who are your allies? So for for health coaching and stuff, if you look at, like, chiropractors, doctor's offices, my massage therapist, people like that that I've reached out to, and you set up networks and referrals with them. That's really cool. Yeah, it's you definitely need to sit down and think about it. So when you were still doing accounting during the day and, you know, this, all of these things were sort of building on the side, what was the tipping point that really made you just say, okay, this is, this is it, this is what I'm going to do full time? Well, it just so happened, like after, probably about after a year or two of starting the health and fitness stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of got sick of the politics with my job, you know, working my butt off and, you know, just corporate America. I don't know. Somehow I got burned out on it, which I'm sure happens to a lot of people. And I would talk to my husband and be like, I think, you know, as, as the money was starting to come in more, I'm like, I think I can actually do something with this. And another thing that I wanted to say too, one of the things that they taught us, and it's actually, I use it in like everything in my life is you figure out what your your why is, like what your, your biggest motivation is for you doing what you're doing. So I do it a lot with health and fitness clients, but when it comes to your business, having like a driving motivation behind why you're doing what you're doing, because there's going to be some nights where you're up till like four in the morning trying to get something done or trying to meet a goal. And you're like, why? Why am I doing this when I already have a full-time job or I have a two-year-old tearing my house apart? <laughs> That was one thing that probably was the biggest motivation for me was sitting down and thinking, 
okay, why am I putting myself through this? Why am I coming home every night after putting in 10 hours at a finance job, coming home, cooking dinner, and then staying up till midnight trying to meet this goal? And that's when you sit down and you think about, I don't want to do this finance job anymore. I want to be home when we have kids. Like for me now, it's, I don't want to go back to work. I want to be home with my kids as much as I can. This type of work for me actually is meaningful. Not that I'm saying account accounting is not meaningful, but for me, like personally, because of everything I've been through in my life, I feel like this is really meaningful for me. So things like that, figuring out your, your driving force. Because otherwise, if you don't know what that reason is, you're just going to be like, eh, it's too late. It's, I don't need to do this. I have my job, whatever. So that's another thing. And your why is going to change over time. And that was the reason that I got off on that tangent with it is because that's kind of what my tipping point was when I would sit down and kind of reevaluate my why. Like at first it might've been like, oh, I want to have my own products paid for. Cool. I don't have to pay, you know, the hundred dollars a month. I got commission. It paid for it. Then as that money started getting a little bit higher coming in, I'd be like, oh, well, maybe I'll make a little bit of extra, you know, to pay off my student loans quicker. And then once we decided we were going to start a family, that's when it was like, I want to be home with my kids. My, I don't like my job anymore. I don't enjoy it. And that's kind of how that happened. That's so cool. So, I love, I love the finding your why. I think that's really an important thing that people might not think about doing. And I do it with my health and fitness clients too. That's like the first thing that they do because you know how it is when you're trying to lose weight mm-hmm. or you're trying to start working out. If all you want to do is lose weight, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to go eat ice cream instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, having them find that. Um, another big thing that I did too, when I'm, as you know, I'm obsessed with Shalene Johnson. She's mm-hmm. a fitness guru, but she's also a big motivational speaker. I've done a lot of her trainings and followed a lot of her advice and one of the things that she has you do with her 30-day push which is actually that program's actually free on one of the days she has you set your priorities so most people you know with how busy we are today are running around in a million different directions and I was too I mean we'd have like a friend call and be like hey you want to come over and we'd be like yeah well we have to go to my mom's house after that and we were constantly running around in a million different directions and what she has you do is kind of figure out what your top priorities are so that you can actually say no to the things that aren't going to get you where you want to go mm-hmm. and say and focus your time on on the things that, you know, will help you reach your goals. So I know it sounds weird, but it teaches you how to say no. You know, sometimes you feel obligated and then you're stressed out. Oh, I have to do this or that. So that's another the why and the priorities are a couple of the biggest things that I took away and I think really helped me. You have to be focused when, especially if you're doing this like as a, on top of a full-time job or on top of a family. So totally. Uh, that makes perfect sense. When you were doing, you decided that this was it. You had your why you knew that this is the direction you wanted to go. Was that scary to make that leap? It was terrifying. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thankfully I have a very supportive husband who he married me, you know, when I was like, I'm gonna be the CEO of the bank someday. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't wanna go back to work. So he's like what? I don't wanna play banker anymore. I don't wanna be a banker anymore. <laughs> he's like, Well, I don't either. I'm like, but I can make money you know what I mean. Right. Right. 
so yeah, it was absolutely terrifying to give up the solid income that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And it, you doubt yourself too. Like, can I really do this? Am I a leader? Am I disciplined enough? Can I really work from home? Like, I would have nightmares about waking up and be like, oh yeah, I have to get to this. And then be like, I'm just going to watch like something on DVR and like just find myself. I would worry about like not staying motivated with it. Losing your discipline. Yes. And I will say that that did happen with the network marketing side of things. And Mm -hmm. I was going questioning it and questioning it. And I would talk to my husband and he's like, I don't think you like that anymore. (laughs) He's like, what do you really want to do? And that's when I was like, I want to do like one-on-one face-to-face or phone stuff with clients. He was cool with me signing up for this year-long health coaching program. He's been cool with me having to go work at nights at the Y to do classes or to train people. He's been cool with random people coming to my house for me to train them because he knows that's what I enjoy. So it was terrifying to go from solid income normal schedule to, I don't know, well, let's see what happens. Running your own Um, plan. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, my, my plan was to go back to work, but three days a week. So I'd have a couple, you know, I'd, I'd have four days off throughout the week Mm -hmm. to be with my son and to focus on my business and still have, you know, 60% of my income. And then I don't know, fate intervened because they decided when I was coming back from maternity leave, I didn't have that option. It was either you quit or you come back full time. So it was scary. Luckily, like I have my husband's very supportive. That's another thing. You have to have supportive people in your life. What's nice is his dad is a big entrepreneur. He's made himself pretty much into a millionaire, started from absolutely nothing. So he's he's been a good role model. He's very supportive. You know, my husband will probably take over that business someday. So it's I have a lot of support, which is nice. It definitely makes a difference. Well, and also I remember your husband was also an entrepreneur. You know, he had a couple side businesses going on. So I'm sure that was helpful, too, just uh, with the mentality. Yeah, he he actually still does have his side businesses. Um, He doesn't work on them quite as much because he's been doing a little bit more with his dad's business. But we actually, between the social media stuff that I was learning and the search engine optimization and all, it sounds so nerdy. The two of us like sitting here on our laptops like, (laughs) hey, how many Facebook likes did you get today? But between the two of us, we actually were like sharing ideas and that was helpful too. So especially like when I started my website, it was just a blog on Tumblr. And I was like, oh, here's a recipe that I liked. And I felt like such a nerd putting it out there. But when I switched and kind of built up my website a little bit more, he was he was really good about helping me, you know, with keywords and all that nerdy tech stuff that now I love. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's now it's so much more important to use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you were leaving your job and you're like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. What am I doing? Knowing you, uh, I know that you probably had a plan going on in the back of your head. Can you just kind of share what your plan was going to be to make this all work? Yeah, so the the terrifying part was I have a child now that I have to keep alive. <laughs> I just left a really good job. Was it the right decision? And 
is it fair to put more weight on my husband as far as like financially it goes? So yeah, it was really scary and it made me really nervous. But basically, that was kind of what drove me to stay motivated with it. Mm -hmm. Because if there if you don't have a lot of stakes in it, you kind of lose motivation. So my plan was basically like, First and foremost, I promised my husband I'd take good care of our child, which I think I've done pretty good with. Um, And then the second thing was I got really focused and I looked at what are all the key activities I need to do every single day to keep my business running. And I came up with, you know, I'm sure everybody has some sort of system like this, but if I had one hour a day to work on my business, what are the most important things that I needed to do? So once I got into a routine with being a mom, I would look at the times of day that, you know, I had free time and I would focus on the business stuff then. So personal development was always a big part of that, at least 10 to 15 minutes or pages, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of like audiobooks or podcasts, reading, whatever. It happened to be some sort of trainings always networking and and finding more people to talk to, keeping up with my social media, writing my website posts and things like that. And then, of course, you know, studying for the four certifications I ended up pursuing as well. So my plan was basically like I have this to-do list every single day. And unless, you know, something catastrophic happens, like the baby's sick or I can't get out of bed, stuff like that, it was going to get done. And that's pretty much, there was more on my to-do list, but, you know, I always had, like, my main part of the to-do list, and then kind of, like, if I have time, it'd be cool to do this to-do list. So, another thing is, I told my husband, the house is going to be a disaster. (laughs) If the house is clean when you get home, it means that I did nothing for my business today, and you should tell me. (laughs) Get motivated. So... It sounds funny, but it was like, it was one of those things where you look at your priorities. My kid is my priority. Mm -hmm. My house being clean is not. My business is one of my priorities. So it's like, you know, oh, I got all my stuff done today. I can clean the house. So what, what podcast were you listening to? Um, I have no idea. I can't remember. (laughs) I listened to a lot of audio books. Um, you mentioned Gary. Why can't I say his name? I know I can't ever say it. Gary Vanderchuk. Yeah, I know. One of his, I can't remember the one book that I read of his. Was that it Crush one. It? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I remember reading that one. Brian Tracy, Eat That Frog. Oh yeah, was a good one. Um, that's where I got my idea for like you have your gotta do to do list and then your would be nice to do list. Oh, Shalene. I listened to a lot of Shalene Johnson's podcasts and. Um, she has a she had a car smart series where you know she covered different topics so and then once i was staying home with lane i i was able to um read more books so the slight edge was a good one there's a lot of them i can't think of off the top of my head no that's so stuff like that oh, the compound effect that was the other one oh okay yeah that's another good book Basically, the slight edge and the compound effect talk about how you can do nothing and think that you're not doing any harm, but you're actually setting your stuff back. And it's basically talks about this is one of my biggest motivation. Even if you do just a couple things a day, Mm -hmm. it's moving you forward. 
That sounds really and cool. It might always be it might not always be like you talk to ten people today about your services and tomorrow you're a millionaire. It takes time to build that up. So that was kind of how I stayed motivated because you know, whether you're trying to sell products or now I'm I'm in the service I guess more the service-based industry now, you're going to have people say no. Mm -hmm. And Go for No is another book. That was another one. But anyway, those those books really helped you focus on just staying consistent and that, you know, not getting upset when, like, you talk to a bunch of people, they all say no. Just know that if you keep plugging along, that good things will happen. It just doesn't happen overnight. I'll, I'll put all of those books on the show notes on the website so people can take a look at them. Yeah. So now you're running this really comprehensive fitness brand. You know, you've built Jackie Damp into a brand and, uh, you know, you're doing things like creating these meal plans, now coaching, fitness challenges. You're still doing classes. So what do you think are your next steps? My next steps are really just to be doing, well, I have my short term, what I want to do and then long term. So my next steps really, I, once I have this baby, life's going to Step one, have the baby. Step one, get the baby out. <laughs> <laughs> so once I, once I kind of get into a routine, I did it with my son. I know I can do it again. It might be a little harder with two, but to have more consistent clients, if that makes sense. So kind of set, you know, hours where I want to have clients and start filling those in. So I do want to do more networking with people around the area and be a little more consistent with talking to people about what I'm doing because I don't think a lot of people realize that I've gone from doing this like network marketing product-based stuff to I can come to your house and show you how to cook. You know what I mean? So I've jumped from product to service mm-hmm. more more lately. So that's what I want to focus on. Still. As far as personal training, I want to continue to kind of branch off doing that on my own versus doing it at the gym. I think there's more opportunity when you do it that way. So finding more ways to bring people in and train them that way. And then like my long-term plan, Mm -hmm. hopefully like in the next four to five years, would be to hopefully have some sort of like a wellness center. Not really a gym because there's enough of those around, um, but a wellness center where you know, we offer health coaching, we offer, you know, meal plan advice, we offer cooking classes, personal training, maybe like we do offer classes, fitness classes and things like that. So that's really cool. That's kind of where I want to go with it. So it's a big dream. And every day, like almost every day I drive by this one old gym and think, huh, Maybe that could be my place. And then I'm like, wait, it went out of business because it's on a back road. So maybe not that place, <laughs> but I'll get there. I'll find a good location. So. so someday, hopefully. I hope so, too. That sounds, I mean, you've got the plan and you've got really, you know, you keep your goals really, really realistic and achievable so that I think that there's just building blocks up to that. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. So I will admit right now it's definitely more part time. And not like this huge booming business, but, you know, like I said before, when you figure out what your priorities are, my, right now, my, my family is, and it's kind of hard. So I know another thing with being an entrepreneur is having to have sacrifices. So, you know, at some point I do think I'm probably going to have to, if I want to build this bigger, maybe a couple days a week, you know, have the kids go to daycare or babysitter Mm -hmm. and 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just have to get to the point, you know, where I am clear on what I would do during those days. <laughs> so that it's not just like put them in daycare and then hang out the ho- in the ho- at the house eating bonbons. You know what I mean? So um, not that I would do that. I would eat fruit. But <laughs> so, yeah, that's the other thing is it does take some sacrifices. I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, mompreneurs. I and stay the work. They are like me where their motivation is to stay home with their kids and still have a business. But in the beginning to get them to where they are now, they were putting their kids in daycare and it killed them because their whole reason was to be home with them. But after doing that and building their business up, now it's just so consistent. They are home with them. So that's, that's kind of another next step for me is you know, figuring out what I want to do at least a couple days a week, maybe having set hours and it's good. It'll socialize them. But I, so everybody has to make sacrifices, mm-hmm. um, in their business. I know you have too. So it's all worth it. Jackie, this was so, so cool. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with everybody today about, you know, how you've succeeded and this awesome business that you're running. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Where can people find you? I'm on Facebook um, under Jackie Blisman Damp. But you can go to my website actually at JackieDampFitness.com and you can find all my social media links through there. Um, Also my email, JackieDamp at gmail.com. Whether you have questions about the business or you're thinking like, oh, health coaching, let me check that out. Um, All my stuff is, is on my website and and email as well. So, okay, awesome. Thanks so much, Jackie. Thank you. Wow, what an incredibly motivating and inspiring person. She is actually just about to have her second kid. So, by the time this episode airs, he might be here. That's so exciting. And can you believe it? She is still teaching classes at the Y. She blows my mind. So, like I said, um, check out the website for all of the show notes. It's handmadebrooklyn.com slash episode two. If you would leave a review on iTunes, I'd love to hear what you guys think of the podcast so far. Until next time. Mm-hmm.